0: are real geniuses. Richard Jacobs has made it his life's mission to find them for you. He hunts down and interviews geniuses in every field. Sleep science, cancer, stem cells, ketogenic diets, and more. Here come the geniuses. This is the Finding Genius Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with the Future Tech and Finding Genius Podcast Series. I have Dr. Amit Agarwal. Uh, his website is health.drameet.com uh, He's a Canadian qualified naturopathic doctor, uh, Bowen therapist, a uh, psychotherapist. Uh, some of the, I guess, things that he studied or practiced in or uh, certification in has to do with EMDR, uh, family constellations and Gestalt. So we're going to talk about uh, Dr. Amit's work. So thank you for coming. How are you doing, Dr. Amit?
1: Great, Richard. Greetings from Kenya, everyone. Um, oh. Excited to share how to, yeah, I'm calling from Kenya. Um, I'm excited to share how I combine healing the emotions in the mind and healing the body um, because okay. both the mind and the body need to heal together for optimal health. So
0: what are and, you uh, doing in Kenya? Are you, uh, you're not there just I, on a vacation. It sounds like you're there yeah, to I was, help
1: people. I was, I was born here. I live here. I studied in Canada and I came back to do mobile clinics for poor communities. So I started a foundation where I drive around in a Jeep and um, basically help poor communities with homeopathy. And, um, yeah, I put a pause on that temporarily. I'm going back to it, um, because of funding. So I decided to write my own book to self fund the project. Um, so if anyone wants to, you know, get the book, it'll help fund the project. And, um, so I also do private practice now and I run health retreat combining mind body medicine. And so what does that mean? It means basically healing the gut, the adrenals and the liver, which I'll go into, And also healing the emotions and trauma. Um, Because when the mind is stressed based on, because of everyday stress, as well as from belief systems stemming from old trauma, that stress, that stressed mind exhausts the body and the nervous system. And because of that uh, stress, a lot of things go wrong in the body. And a lot of hormonal imbalances, cancers, joint pains, everything comes from emotional stress a lot of the times. And at the same time, of course, inflammation is a huge factor and liver toxicity is a huge factor to chronic disease, right? And many people have heard of healing the gut and healing inflammation. And so when you heal the gut by removing inflammatory foods and giving probiotics and other things I talk about in the book and my online course, then what happens is inflammation reduces in the body. And, while you, and when you heal the mind at the same time by releasing emotional trauma, the person gets better much faster. Rather than only taking supplements or only going to counseling, both need to happen together.
0: Well, I guess it'll kind of be funny, but um, you know, 99% of the people I speak to deal with first-world people and these kind of problems. You know, the first-world problems. And you're in Kenya, and you know, not knowing anything about the people there, I don't know. I just assume that they don't eat processed food, and I would guess that their health problems are very different. You know, I'm sure they have stress from poverty and all kinds of other stuff, but I mean, what's it like uh, working with people in you know, Canada or the United States
1: versus uh, Kenya? Good question, uh, Richard. So I Skype around the world. So my client base is international as well as local Kenyan. And um, you'll be surprised that a lot of local Kenyans are also eating a lot of processed food and a lot of sugar and wheat and gluten and stuff, especially in the remote communities, because that is the affordable food in a way, right? And um, it's infiltrated all communities. And in my private practice in Kenya, in Nairobi, in the main city, you know, I'll see the affluent people who are living a Western lifestyle with a lot of processed food, a lot of stress, um, a lot of metabolic syndrome diseases, right? Um, In the remote communities, of course, um, there's more infections due to dirty drinking water or eye infections. I've seen a lot of alcoholism in remote villages as well. Um, eye problems for children and that's where i use a lot of homeopathy and diet changes where possible but it's sometimes hard to change the diet of some of these people because they really are very very poor and they can't really buy many alternatives um i I would
0: think the people in the remote villages would would they farm or uh
1: you know some are farmers some, some are farmers some are pastoralists so they they basically walk with their cattle and graze and look for pastures and um, others have nothing; like they're really poor.
0: But uh, in terms of getting food, is, does the government subsidize you know the, the no, processed foods or like, like how do they even logistically get processed foods? How do they eat the people that are in remote villages, for instance?
1: So I guess um like sugar and corn flour is a very staple food here, and flour and just normal flour, and that gets transported. Like there's a market, you know, these remote areas. Some of them have like a shops or small center set up where they're selling these basic goods. Yeah. In the in the very, very remote areas where now it's harder and harder to find those, then they're not using so many, so many process things because they don't really see civilization. But civilization is encroaching into many areas. So because of transport or even walking to the nearest, um, I guess, developed village or town center, people have access to the sugars and and junk well not so much junk food but sugar and uh, and wheat really right
0: huh. i didn't realize I like, you know i guess you know i, I haven't been to those areas so i assumed that uh, they would farm and actually have a very good diet but i guess you're saying you're there and that's not the case
1: yeah i mean i'm talking you see so the mobile clinics i do for poor communities was in northern kenya and that's not really farmland that's more arid land so it's for pastoralists There are places where people farm and they eat like normal diet, like a lot of vegetables and things like that. Um, But the thing is, the culture, they eat a lot of sugar and uh, the staple food here is ugali. And um, so what I focus on is, of course, no matter who comes in, um, whether it's people from overseas or people locally, is healing the three pillars, right? The gut, the liver, the adrenal system and releasing emotional trauma because um, the gut is like a lining right? The intestines, like a tube with a lining that um, is kept healthy by good bacteria and good food. And over time with antibiotic use, poor diet, etc., this lining gets damaged and toxins go into the bloodstream and cause inflammation everywhere in the body. And that's the leading cause for asthma, eczema, arthritis, a lot of chronic disease. And then all these toxins and inflammation go to the liver and the liver is the master organ and it controls hormone balance, insulin um, sensitivity in a way like insulin regulation alongside with the pancreas, blood sugar control, many, many things happen in the liver. And I'm actually completing my second book on the liver. And so when the liver takes a big hit, it produces less bile. With less bile being produced in the gut, you get more gas, bloating, and constipation, and then a worsening of IBS and leaky gut syndrome. And so there's a vicious cycle of basically indigestion, holes in the intestine, and chronic inflammation. And so chronic disease manifests more and more. And so the third pillar that I always treat is the adrenal system. The adrenal system makes adrenaline and cortisol. And if you have too much inflammation, your adrenal glands get wiped out because they have to make cortisol all the time to manage inflammation. And so a lot of people have adrenal fatigue because of chronic inflammation and also stress. So people who are stressed or traumatized, their adrenal glands are burnt out because the adrenal glands is always making cortisol and adrenaline to manage the fight or flight response during stress. So what I do is I help people heal the gut with probiotics, vitamin D and amino acids and certain supplements that I talk about in my book and online course. Then the major thing, and this is what got me voted as one of the top 43 naturopaths out there is because I focus a lot on the liver as well. Yeah. So because the liver is really the seat of health in many ways. And also Healing emotional trauma. Because when you heal emotional trauma, the adrenal glands get less stressed. Yeah. They they stabilize. Yeah, right. They stabilize and don't get burnt out. And then when you remove toxicity by detoxifying your liver and remove inflammation by healing your gut, and that's done by the supplements and removing inflammatory foods, you have less inflammation in the body, less toxicity and less emotional stress, exhausting the adrenal system. So everything comes back into balance. Yeah, your gut is healed. So less damage, inflammatory damage to everything, less arthritis, less asthma. Um, Your adrenal glands stabilize. So your brain chemicals end up stabilizing. So you have less anxiety and depression. Um, Your belief systems change because of healing emotional trauma. So you're more positive, more happier. And when you detoxify your liver also, your hormones come into balance. So less PMS, less tendency towards cancer. Um less fibroids, less ovarian cysts, less moodiness, yeah, and less thyroid issues because also a lot of thyroid hormone is converted into active thyroid hormone in the liver um so well, you a, can there's read-
0: a, okay there's a lot there mm-hmm. before we get into a little bit more of the specifics, I just wanted to ask you one one last time about this, so are you having to treat the people, let's say in Kenya any differently from people in 1st world countries, or are they now so similar that your treatment protocol is? Is is
1: similar Um, in the villages in the remote areas. I use only homeopathy because supplements are too expensive. Yeah, until I get enough funding. But they 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 live a very basic lifestyle, and so I use a lot of homeopathy in the villages where really we cannot get supplements down there. Um, But in in the city, I'll use a lot of supplements that I how I use for my international clients is you know the probiotics, the, the milk thistle, the liver detox, and adrenal support with, of course, the limited supplements we have available here in Kenya.
0: And then emotionally, mentally, mm-hmm. uh the traumas very different in the different people that you serve? Or is there just yeah. a, a basket of them that pretty much every human experiences, no matter where they are?
1: <laughs> um, it's, um, it's a mixture of both. For example, so I'll treat a lot of people who have experienced sexual abuse, both in Kenya and uh, through Skype sessions. Yeah, Sexual abuse, emotional trauma financial loss, and even ancestral trauma. So they're carrying stuff that really their, tra- their ancestors experienced. And I do that through something called family consolation. In Kenya, similar stuff, um, you know, violence, sexual abuse, um, relationship issues, breakups. And then, of course, um, we've had a couple of terrorist attacks out here in, in a, like a few years ago, a while ago. And so I was treating a lot of people who had gone through terrorist attacks And then I treat a lot of people who work for the United Nations and different organizations that work in Somalia, South Sudan, the Congo. So the conflict areas. So a lot of these people will come to me with, um, you know, trauma and burnout because of seeing a lot of violence or being kidnapped or dealing with bombs. So I, I, yeah, I see a whole mix of trauma out here.
0: Uh, Any, um, I mean... Maybe it's obvious, but uh, the people that are exposed to terrorism or bombs or kidnapping, I mean, how much has it affected them? Are they beyond fixing? Is it just you can only do a little bit for them? Or, you know, how different are they from someone, again, in the first world that's concerned about, you know, I guess you could say lesser things, but uh, things that aren't as, as deadly?
1: See, um no, they're fixable. Definitely fixable because I use a technique called EMDR, eye movement desensitization and reprocessing, as well as Gestalt therapy and a whole bunch of other things that are very good for healing trauma. Um, so they definitely recover. They get their resilience back. They feel more confident because um, you see, we go into the into the subconscious of a person, the fight or flight response of the primitive brain, and when you support the client in a very safe manner, they can come out of the fight or flight response very easily. And then I help people integrate. Back into into normal life, yeah. Making you know with with normal people, I guess non-conflictual people. And so when you rebuild trust in traumatized person, they they don't need to escape anymore. They don't need to compensate it as much. So they're more willing to open their heart, um, be more connected to people, be more in contact, and just more authentic, right? And they live more fulfilled lives. So it's a work in progress for sure. Um, but um, I've had people, you know, who have had a gun to their head or yeah, being in bomb explosions or having, they've hidden from terrorists as well while the terrorists are walking like two feet from them. Um, and they recovered, see? Also, I combine homeopathy with psychotherapy and there's wonderful homeopathic remedies for shock and trauma as well, which I give to people, which helps there, their psychotherapy um, work much faster.
0: Okay. Is there, um, so I don't know, what's, a, what's an example of a typical, case or cases that you'll get and you know do you do these things in a particular order because there's a lot of things that you do but yeah you know, you, i would think you can't just do them all at once you have to lead the person through it
1: right good question actually so it depends on the condition the person's coming for right if they're just coming for trauma and counseling and relationship issues then i'll focus i'll use a lot of just counseling and maybe homeopathy to help ease the trauma yeah um however if they're coming with chronic diseases I will, I will, first of all, find out their life history, including all emotional traumas. And so in the session, I will, I'll prescribe them gut healing protocol, liver detox protocol, and adrenal support protocol. And my online course gives the, all the protocols. And while, I'm seeing, while they're doing these things at home, while they're taking the supplements and changing their diet, I'll work with healing all their emotions. Because when you heal all the emotions, you need less supplements over time, yeah? because you're coming out of trauma. Um, and I'll often find out that certain symptoms actually started after a traumatic event. So, for example, I see a lot of people with stomach ulcers after a conflict or a betrayal. And but getting them to go back to that place of vulnerability and um, the vulnerability and honesty and self love um, that was there before the trauma happened, then they get some strength back. And when, and when they get that strength back, they feel an emotional release. And with that emotional release, then chronic pain, ulcers, um, stomach gastritis issues all begin to tone down because the body comes out of that self-protection mode. Yeah.
0: That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you a little bit more about your liver detox and the adrenal work. So the adrenal work is linked pretty closely to emotional work. So it's not the taxi adrenals. And then I showed us some supplementation too. What about liver? Um, you know, I've heard of there's liver cleanses and liver detoxes. I mean, are those things real or just BS? And how do you work with people's livers? What do you do? Wonderful!
1: I love that question. Okay, so the liver in Chinese medicine is known as a master organ. Yeah, it controls hormones, iron storage, um, fat storage, uh, glucose release from glycogen, activation of immune cells. Everything it does, everything, and so. The liver is affected by multiple things. One, it's always processing drugs and um, chemicals from the environment. Number two, it's always getting inflamed because people are eating unhealthy diets and have leaky gut, right? Um, number three, it's always also dealing with your own toxins that you're creating in your body from processing hormones and other chemicals. Um, so your liver is under constant stress. And so it needs continuous support. And there's amazing herbs, which I talk about in the online course, which help heal, both heal your liver and detoxify your liver. There two things are needed. One is to actually heal the liver cells because they're always under oxidative stress. So they need that support. And the second thing is they need to detoxify because there's an accumulation of toxins. And when that, see a lot of people, for example, who have constipation make a mistake of taking a laxative, but 90% of constipation is because there's not enough lubrication in the intestines and lubrication comes from bile, which is produced by the liver and released by the gallbladder. So people who have liver stagnation yeah produce less bile have less lubrication less digestion so they'll get more gas bloating etc and constipation and when you treat the liver a lot of these symptoms go away and people with IBS or digestive issues make a big mistake of only only changing their diet or only taking probiotics and gut healing supplements and they'd never get fully better until of course one is they heal their liver fully with my protocol and number two is, of course, releasing emotions if there is an emotional trauma connected to their symptoms.
0: So, okay, um, I don't, I've i heard of things like organ massage. Um, again, is it mostly diet that affects the liver or is it emotional things that will also affect the liver? Like any specific liver protocols? I know it depends on what's going on with the person, but any more specific yeah.
1: there? So um, some common herbs I use are milk thistle, dandelion. Um, I don't want to give it all away because it's all in the in the online course, yeah? And my new book on the liver. But um, there's a lot of wonderful herbs. And then I use a lot of homeopathic remedies that go very deep into the liver and help really flush out your liver and help the liver cells heal in a much faster way than only using supplements or herbs. Yeah. So homeopathy is an amazing tool to heal the liver as well. So I combine herbs, homeopathy, and then just by releasing anger and frustration when you. When you, when you release anger and you really express it in a healthy way, then there's less tension in your body and the liver actually heals. In Chinese medicine, anger and frustration and resentment are very much connected to the liver. And um, so when you release these emotions, the liver also heals. The other thing is deep breathing. So your diaphragm massages your liver when you deep breathe. And people don't realize that, that it actually creates a detoxifying effect. And people who are stressed they breathe in a very shallow way. So their shoulders, yeah, they get tight shoulders because they're only using the upper part of their, the, the upper muscles to breathe with the upper part of their lungs. So they don't do diaphragmatic breathing. They're not deep breathing. So when you're not deep breathing, you're not massaging your liver, you get more liver stagnation, which leads to indigestion and heartburn. And so therefore a lot of stress people will get heartburn and stomach issues because their liver health is compromised.
0: When you... Um work on your liver how do you know if it's uh i mean i guess you'll feel better but uh are there any liver specific feelings that people get somehow when they work on it or if it's in trouble Mm -hmm. you know have you identified in someone is there something specific that the person feels you can say "Mm, that's that's the liver
1: yeah so people who have uh what in chinese medicine we call it liver stagnation they might get gas bloating premenstrual symptoms and anything related to menses is, is most often a liver issue combined with inflammation from the gut. Um, sometimes fatigue, especially fatigue in the mornings, you know, you wake up feeling groggy. All these are liver signs. And then constipation is a huge one as well. And so when we when we heal the liver, one, the person's bowel movements will get better. They'll have less gas and bloating. They'll feel more energized and they will drag their feet less because they're not inundated with toxins. And then treatment becomes much easier because the liver is like that the plug yeah that that roadblock and so when you're trying to fix other systems nothing gets really better because there's a big roadblock in your detoxifying organ and suddenly when you take the liver herbs or the homeopathics then all the other treatments become much easier because you've unblocked yeah the roadblock in your whole body because all your blood passes through the liver yeah before going to the kidneys, you're from the intestines, all your food has to go through your liver first to be processed. So everything goes through your liver.
0: So is there any new protocol that you've been developing? Maybe you're confident in it. Maybe you're not sure just yet, but um, where are you headed in terms of uh, how you treat people? What do you see as uh, new things you're going to bring online, a new way of doing it that you think maybe be more effective?
1: Um, well, so far I'm getting good results by healing the gut, the adrenals and the liver together and releasing emotional trauma. Um what I'm finding more and more though is I'm trusting that emotional healing can create a lot of physical changes in a person. So I'm spending more time doing emotional release with people, yeah, um, through psychotherapy as well as using homeopathy to help release emotions. And I'm finding really good results with that as well now. So I'm trusting in the process more because a lot of people take supplements all the time and they're they're actually even though they're thinking they're being holistic or natural they might be suppressing symptoms or not treating the root cause and so when you when you heal the emotional trauma or treat the root cause then they need less supplements and less therapy over time
0: yeah it makes sense
1: yeah and then i'm also well, using sorry i'm also using something called family constellations therapy which helps to heal ancestral trauma so trauma that our grandparents experienced or family members experienced and that's a very powerful thing because Ancestral trauma is passed on through generations. It's called transgenerational trauma. And we are carrying things that belong to our ancestors and there's ways to heal it so that we're more free and emotionally resilient and less bogged down by, by energy or information that doesn't, doesn't really belong to us to carry any. What
0: would be an example of that? What happens?
1: Um, so for example, uh, so family constellations was developed by Bert Hellinger, a German man. Um, you know, if, If your mom, for example, was abandoned by your dad, and now your mom created an artificial or, you know, an excessive bond with you as the child, um, suddenly, instead of being the child, you're almost like a mom's partner, a confidant to the mom. So energetically, you step out of your child's role and become like a pseudo partner to your mom, even though she's still your mother, but you almost have a duty or loyalty towards her pain and her suffering and her loneliness. And so that preoccupation actually removes you from a full, healthy life. And so I do a certain exercise where you give back your mom her position and her power uh, to be a complete woman. Yeah, And you can be the child again without taking responsibility for her pain and loneliness and abandonment by the father or her husband. And when you can love both your mom and father equally, no matter what they've done and see them both equally as the parents and you the child, you surrender a lot of pain that belongs to the parents or the previous generation, and then you get back your energy as a child. And then all your organs heal. You hold, you feel more grounded, more spontaneous in life. You get into better relationships. Um, yeah. Just your tummy heals, your, your pelvic area heals, and you're more free energetically and emotionally for better relationships. That makes sense.
0: Okay. Yeah. The reason yeah. I asked you the, the question earlier, wasn't that I'm sure you're not good at what you do, but, it also sounds like because of all the things you've learned that you're continually trying to get better and better and better. So I think you'd never be giving up and that you always have uh, plans in the works on what's next, what's next, and you know, how to tune what you're doing and make it even better. So that's why. Yeah. Just, no,
1: you know. yeah, Thank you for saying that, actually. You inspire me a bit more because I am trying to get better and better at emotional healing people instead of relying on supplements. Like if I can say a few words and the person then heals completely just because... You know, I've said a few words, or they get an awareness shift, and they don't need the disease anymore. Yeah, because sometimes disease serves a purpose for them emotionally. Then I feel I've done the deepest work for somebody.
0: Well, can you say more about that? What um, I don't know if, how you could provide an example if you could, but how can you? Uh, well, I guess when I think think of a you know a psychologist or a psychiatrist, I have something in mind. I don't even know what it is, but is what mm-hmm. you do at all similar to what they do, or does it have a different flavor, a different character? when you present it, you know, how is it perceived by people? And, you know, can you say a few words about the emotional healing?
1: What does it look like? Absolutely. Okay. So I'm a psychotherapist, um, gestalt psychotherapy to be exact. And I also combine, of course, the emotional, emotional healing part using family constellations and EMDR trauma therapy. So which is different from psychology, certain types of psychology, which are more analytical and coming to understanding. I help people express anger, rage, Um, feel vulnerable in themselves, you know, explore their sexuality as well, feel vulnerable in their sexuality and really, release sadness or emote sadness in a very authentic, full way because we avoid our feelings, our vulnerable feelings all the time. You know, there's a lot of shame around sadness or vulnerability and vulnerability is actually a place of power, honesty and authenticity. And if I can support someone to feel, if I can help someone feel supported where they are vulnerable and authentic, then they become stronger in that place. And then they compensate less. They're less pleasing to other people. They're, they're, they're less apologetic. Yeah? It doesn't mean they're um, assholes or anything like that. It's just that they're more themselves, more confident. And then with that, they, they burn out less because they're less in a stress response. And when you burn out less, your adrenal glands are more stable. Then the hormones get more stable. Um, a lot of examples I've been seeing recently are like the stomach issues, a lot of heartburn, a lot of uh, things like that. Um, patients often have emotional trauma before that, and so one guy, I, I got him to acknowledge that he was cheated on, and he felt so so much shame and suppressed anger that it was eating up him, eating him up inside. And we got when we got him to admit the vulnerability and helplessness he felt while he was being betrayed. Just admitting that and and loving himself in that vulnerability rather than blocking it suddenly his body was not compensating so much anymore and the heartburn reduced. What
0: about, uh, how does the therapy work with uh, the food choices people make? You know, a lot of people have food cravings or they're addicted or they just, you know, they've been eating sugar and flour and things like that for so long. Is the psychotherapy necessary to help people change what they eat? And if so, how does that help what people eat or want to eat, find themselves eating?
1: Yeah, awesome. Okay, so yes, the psychotherapy can help. So first I'll explain how, You know, food um, damages the gut and the lining and creates inflammation and toxicity, etc. Yeah. And causes chronic disease. That information sometimes is enough to convince people to avoid things like too much gluten and too much dairy. Sometimes, though, some people will have cravings for these um, items because they have an emotional connection to the food. Yeah. Because whenever they were crying, their mom gave them a sweet or a candy or a muffin. Yeah. And that muffin is associated with love from the mother. And it's very hard to give up love. And so using psychotherapy, I get them to distinguish what is love for mom and what is food Yeah, and going to those vulnerable places. And that reduces the cravings for some people. The other thing is a lot of people, when they're burnt out or stressed, they will crave food, comfort eating. So they'll eat a lot of pastries, junk foods, um, carbohydrates. And when we heal the emotional trauma, they're less in the fight or flight response. They're less desperate and they're more grounded Yeah. And more confident. And when you're more confident, then you have less food cravings. And so you likely eat less sugar and junk food.
0: Okay. Yeah. I'm just thinking about the whole, I don't know, complex of of dieting and what to eat and all that other stuff, at least in the U S and you know, there's really no talk of the psychological. It's like, all right, here's why logically you should eat this way and not eat that way. And here's a plan for you and go do it. And then, you know, I'm sure most people fail in their diets or they fall back after they do it for a while. And again, there's no talk of uh, why that happened. It seems like it's just seen as a failure of the person to, you know, have discipline and there's just, I don't know, none of this emotional therapy aspect to it. So how did you yeah. find that? And why is that seem to be ignored? Maybe I'm wrong, but it just seems to be. ignored.
1: Yeah. It, you see, it depends how somebody's trained, right? So because I'm trained in emotional support and love and self love and things like that, then I, like I understand the person's cravings and the need for certain foods. And so when you encourage your client to eat right because out of self-love rather than because food is bad, yeah, so I say, you know, instead of thinking, oh, I have to avoid gluten, I have to avoid all these things. I ask them to think about what foods will give them health, what foods will be more nourishing, yeah? And I explain to them why the vegetables and the greens and the colors stuff is more nourishing. And I say, choose these out of self-love It's not, yeah. And once in a while you slip up, it's not that you're failing or anything. It's just remind yourself that you want to feel better. And honestly, Richard, when they try this diet for three weeks and then they go back and they slip up and they have like too much bread or too much ice cream and they feel really crappy afterwards, they themselves make the association between how they feel and the foods they're eating. And when you come up with the conclusion yourself, it's almost like you're more motivated because it's coming from you.
0: Right. Makes sense. Interesting.
1: Yeah. So I encourage people to do things more out of self-love rather than a should. Yeah. Because should creates shame, sense of failure, and we're not there to do that to clients. Right.
0: Yeah, no, that's true. It's true. So, all right, what's the best way for, um, for people to get in contact? If they want to do Skype sessions or if they're not ready and they need to read your book first, okay. um, you know, what are these things and how can
1: people get access? To? Okay. Thank you for this. Um, so my website is health dot doctor Amit and doctor Amit is d r a m e e t dot d r a m e e t dot com on there I've put a lot of free videos so people can sign up and watch some free videos on healing leaky gut the liver adrenal system and emotional release then they're welcome to get the online course which will support my community work and my book is also available on Amazon through that same website on the website they can just email me and we'll set up a therapy session. And we can use WhatsApp or FaceTime. I share all my details once they sign up an email. And uh, it's, it's pretty easy. Okay, the title of your book again? Um, the first book is called Heal Your Body, Cure Your Mind. Mm-hmm. Then I have a gluten-free, dairy-free, um, oil-free, plant-based recipe book, which I wrote with a, a Reiki healer and a shamanic healer. That's also on the website. And my third book about to be released in March is all, I guess, my secret, um, well, not so secret anymore, but my liver protocols, the exact supplements, um, new research on liver remedies, the homeopathic remedies I use for the liver. Um, yeah, so there's three books to choose from. <laughs> okay, well, that's great. That's great. Yeah.
0: Well, that's great. I'm glad you came. I appreciate it. Uh, it's day here in Texas where I am. So it's probably middle of the night where you are. So thanks for, uh, for doing this. I appreciate
1: you coming. It's a pleasure. I just want everyone to stop overusing medicines and supplements and, you know what I mean, and not getting anywhere with therapy and just learn how to treat the root cause. So, you know, financially, they're more free, they're less burdened with supplements, and they're feeling more confident inside. So I hope, yeah, just thank you for this opportunity for sharing.
0: You've been listening to the Finding Genius Podcast with Richard Jacobs. If you like what you hear, be sure to review and subscribe to the Finding Genius Podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And to be smarter than everybody else, become a premium member at findinggeniuspodcast.com.